Welcome back to Flavored Enemy, Tales of Vittore. This, a four-year time skip, one of Gamani and Briar Blackspark. It's been a long and treacherous journey since the events on Honor to Theo, and now we find our destined duo... Journeying to Kessendur to seek answers. Answers for a question they aren't even sure why they're asking. But we are sure exactly how important this question is. Briar, could you uh, reintroduce yourself for the ethereal beings perceiving your existence? Hmm. Briar is a dragonfly fairy. He has messy red hair, short and with a um a goatee. There's a little bit of a, a lightning scar that sort of peeks out just past the collar and the top left side out of his chest. He wears um a vest of green and mahogany tealing, a rapier or rather a scimitar at his side. Um he's one foot tall. And uh, currently sits atop Gamani's shoulder. All right. And Gamani, for the astral audience that awaits your inevitable asphyxiation, could you describe yourself? Yes, of course. Gamani is a human. She is five foot four, and I have long, luxurious blonde hair. I, uh, I am currently wearing the latest and greatest in adventuring gear, including uh, two hand axes on one hip and um, a morning star on the other. I, uh, I have a glamorous forest green backpack on my back that is just full of trinkets and, and knickknacks and anything else that you might need when you go to visit a dwarven colony. I am a fighter by nature uh, and I am ready for whatever this adventure may bring us. And as the two of you exit your horse-drawn carriage at the base of Kezindur, you find yourself in the arid kingdom of the dunes, at the feet of the Dragon Ring Mountains. Fifteen thousand steps to the great doors that lead to the dwarven kingdom of Kezindur, and it's all uphill. As you find yourselves in this hot, arid atmosphere, surrounded by inexplicable dryness, cracked earth beneath your feet, and a single, very pointy, slightly angry, orange and black toad sitting on a rock near the beginning of the stairs, what exactly are you doing as you see this monumental task before you? 
Briar, darling, are you... Are you sure you haven't mastered that flight spell yet? Oh, <clears throat> quite unfortunately not. Um, I... No. Um, I've been working on it. Um, it's, it's like halfway da written down. Um, I haven't been able to quite muster the energy to perform it yet. Very well. Well, it would appear we have quite the trek ahead of us. Could you, just to keep things entertaining, could you tell me just one more time, darling, what exactly was it that you were doing on the moon? It's a very odd frog. Darling, have you ever seen a frog like this before? Um... No, no, I've not. Um, quite interesting specimen. Brian will draw a quick sketch of it in his book. Um, but if you must hear the story of the moon again, I'll tell it to you. Um, yes, yes, yes. One, just one, one quick thing first. I, um. DM, can I roll a nature check on this frog? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Ooh, a 17. Oh, uh, actually, you do know a little bit about them after coloration and the and the, the the kind of spiky protrusions that look kind of like eyebrows. Um, you know they're called Gerberogs, and Gerberogs are sub notoriously uh, thought to be bad luck. And usually when you see one, usually they you start seeing more and you end up with more and more bad luck the more you see. So it's very, very imperative that if you do see a Gerberog, you don't look at it for too long. Well, I'm going to go ahead and turn away from the Gerberog. Um, and... So, as you remember, my darling, um, I received word in Zazura at the Capri at the Athenium that um, through the network of librarians and some individuals who are doing some research on behalf of our dear friend Quincy H. Ulius in Douglas that there had been rumors of the presence of a particularly unsavory vampire by the name of Hammond Rose. Um, Hammond, of course, is responsible for a variety of heinous crimes against humanity and and uh, peop, you know, people in general, but particularly against our friend Quincy. Um, and I also heard the grave news that this Mister Rose had Jolene, our friend, captive and quite possibly under the influence of some severe mind control. Yes, of course. Oh, poor Jolene. I can only imagine the horrors she went through. Yes, quite. And so I went off to Douglas. Um, uh, I visited you briefly until the teams Andromeda and Novatoi arrived, at which I met with them for brunch and shared my grave news. Uh, we moved rather quickly from there, and before I knew it, I was on a boat with them to the Bronze Tower after we had discovered that the Tempest had disappeared quite unexpectedly. Um, upon getting to the tower, we encountered another enemy of Quincy, a 
particularly cowardly and nefarious kobold by the name of Ace Drock. Ace um, nearly took down the, the former princess Aurora de Moro and also Quincy as well. But between the powerful efforts of Quincy and this most impressive young man, Jameson, we took down Ace, though he tried to take a potion of something quite dangerous that um, would have made him an avatar of the Bane. It's forbidden magic, mind you. Forbidden by the Palineer and themselves. Um, that we think we stopped it? Not sure. We got onto the, t the tower with everyone on there. Bro Banjo bought a donkey. That will become very important later. Banjo and then, brought a donkey. Banjo brought a donkey. Um, while we were flying, moon, we were informed of a project known as Eschaton that happened on a circle that has no longer been around by um, the quite impressive inventor uh, Antigone Florakis um, that involved the unfortunate member of one of the friends of the Novatory, um, Drian Cadigan. Um, it got really grave for a moment, and we were trying to figure out things about how to solve the issue of this other Drian that we were going to encounter in Skyward. And the Time Wizard won, uh, uh, I don't remember his name, Double Star, something like that, uh, mentioned something about a Nexus being. That I need to check into a little bit more here when I get back. Ne never mind. We landed... Uh, and split off into two groups. I don't recall much of what happened in detail with the group that I wasn't a part of, but I headed to the library where we encountered this other Drian. I Another Drian? This other Drian who bore a mask of the King of Steam. Not the same King of Steam that currently rules in Alteris, mind you, my dear. Uh, it's on the other side of the face. Um... We encountered them, and in an effort to free my lord, the librarian, we... Well, I fell. It would have been... Instantaneous if I hadn't had the foresight to just barely cast an incantation to reduce the... And absorb the lightning, and Briar will sort of touch his collarbone on the left side. The librarian offered me a chance to fight back. The... However, so heroic Nido Ademi ended up slaying this other Drian, and then our friend Drian collapsed. There was a tense argument. They wanted to place the mask on Drian's face in hopes that it would save their friend. I thought this foolish, but they threatened my life, and, and to be honest, I didn't know them well at that point. It wasn't my choice to make. As you both are walking up the steps slowly and uh conversing over the story can i get both y'all to me perception check yeah sure that's a four okay ah well i've done you well better and i got a six uh well gamani you see on the left hand side sitting on top of a cactus two gerberogs just staring at you uh, oh, goodness. Uh, I'm going to avert my eyes and hold up a hand beside uh, Briar's head so that he can't look over at the Gerberogs. And I'm just going to keep plowing ahead. Yes, the... It did bring Drian back, but um, one of Drian's siblings, uh, Demoris, and apparently all of them got... T 
tied together at the nexus point in in we're all in one person's mind um i don't remember know what much of the details had apparently the other group quincy met with found jolene turned a full vampire the someone was disguising themselves as the wander uh, uh the wanderer um and there was a donkey the donkey was drinking beers and uh doing uh hallucinogenic mushrooms with the members of the moon elf vampires that served mr rose um upon the conclusion of these combats we begin to interrogate and free and interrogate my lord the librarian where i really must desperately apologize again i'm made the choice to become his warlock for a price I truly didn't understand. Well, dear, we've been over this. And while it was foolish, I don't know that I would have made a different choice. Be it as it may, we did learn a few things. The Wanderer in the Dark and are the only individuals who could know how to take care of this Marcus demon. The weapon that the one they call Ghost uses, even the Librarian doesn't really know what that is, which is quite the mystery. Um, we... Quincy made a deal with Mr. Rose that was equally binding and maybe twice as foolish as the one I made. Who knows? That's yet to be seen. And then we were transported back, most of us, Jolene and a young child, as well as Drian and Trover, I believe, was the name of the young gnomish fellow, stayed behind. We found ourselves outside of Leaguemire, the home of the Florakos family, and it was burned to the ground by Bosrai. We helped who we could. I went north to my home of Zazura to try to protect the library to get whatever I could before they hid it away in cold snap. But by the time I was there, it was too late. They had seized everything. I, my, what re financial resources I had, the library, I couldn't even get into the town. They had turned it into some sort of military fortress. And then I returned to you. And we... I am so glad you did. Can I get both the auto perception check again? Oh no. That's a natural one. I got a solid five. Uh, Gamani, there are now three of the Gerberogs that are just sitting on the stairs that you like, kind of step over. You saw them right before you stepped on them. Briar, dear, I have nothing but bad feelings about this trip. Yes. Um. That is. <sighs> quite foreboding isn't it not as as good as the trip that we made uh over to visit the monks and the verdant expanse or the uh time we acquired briars from briar oh absolutely not but these these gerberogs there's so many of them oh i guess there are um Pay them no mind, my dear. I... Why do the doors have to make so many... I mean, for people of short stature, you think 
I mean, they don't even have wings. At the very least, these stairs could have gone down, but no, they have to go all the way up. Oh, you see, you, re you, 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 reach a, you reach a marker on the side. It's like a, like a piece, of, uh, piece of metal out of the ground, and it's got a little sign on it. It says, Step 500. And how many stairs are there, DM? 15,000. Uh, and atop that sign is another Gerberog. Um, can I roll an investigation check to see if there's, like, literally any other way that we could possibly be getting up this mountain other than walking? Uh, sure, make an investigation check. 14? Um, if Briar's incapable of casting fly, Briar might be capable of casting floating disc, and if Briar's incapable of that, then somebody else might be capable. Briar does not, has not had the time to copy the floating disc spell into his spellbook yet. Um, Briar's only sort of mobility that he has is um, the Misty Step spell, but even that is uh, limited. Um, the only uh, you see that there is about a thousand steps in front of you. You can see a young couple that are um, both floating up the stairs, but they're like a thousand steps in front of you. Um, awesome. Uh, I'm just going to start shouting. Excuse me. Can they hear me? I, I, I guess uh, make a. Uh, I'm gonna call this an intimidation check. <laughs> what? Because, because like, <laughs> I'm gonna call it an intimidation check because I'm getting the vibes of like that uh, that person who's handing out who's handing out uh, like flyers at the street corner. Mm, yes. <laughs> and, and you're like trying to ignore that that you can obviously hear them. I rolled an 18. <laughs> One of them kind of nervously turns around. Uh, uh yeah. Any chance you might be able to assist us in getting up these stairs? Oh, uh, sure. We can we can linger right here, and when you get up here, I can make I can cast a spell for you. Oh, I think there we go, Briar dear. See, all we had to do was ask, and you doubted me. I decidedly made no comment, uh, to of the sort. I simply expressed my own ineptitude in this matter. But yes, thank you, dear, for asking for directions. So as you get up there, you see a young furbolg couple, um, male and female, uh, maybe in their mid-twenties. And the guy kind of looks at you and says, Oh, uh, hey, uh, just, uh, you okay with a floating disc spell? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we only will, we'll only need one. Briar here, he likes to go for a ride on my shoulder. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, casts it. You get sitting on it. Um, you see that, uh, that, uh, his particular brand of, uh, floating disc creates a chair on the floating disc, too. That is... Why, thank you so much. Wait. Yeah, uh, uh. Helpful, uh... Certainly, we will pay you for your contribution. Uh, oh, hey, 
Don't worry about it. Uh, well, much appreciated. Yeah. So, uh, what brings you all to Kezendor? Um, kind of we running alongside you. Uh, very. We're fans of antiquing, and we heard that there was going to be a sale here, and uh, maybe some individuals who would be particularly. There's a couple I heard of. Um, that I suppose are very good at appraising certain types of objects and jewelry that we might need to take one of our items to. Well, uh, I mean, that, that certainly sounds interesting. Um, uh, sorry, I didn't really catch your names. What were your names again? Briar Blackspark, Chief Research Librarian of the... Co uh, well... Former research librarian of the Cabrium Athenium, I suppose. B uh, at your service. And my name is Kamani. Dear's just Kamani. There's no need for any last names here. <laughs> and you are? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, I used to have a name, and I was, I was adopted at a pretty uh, late age. So I, I kind of picked up this name that I started using in my teenage years. So I've been kind of just going by Damocles since. Damocles, what a wonderful name. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet oh. you, Damocles. Yeah, nice to meet and you And you, dear? You said there were two of them, right? Yes, you see the girlfriend who's floating in in the thing you can also see that there is an umbrella that's like affixed to the chair and a dr and <laughs> she's, she's like she's drinking like an iced tea or something oh um yes uh my name is brunhild and how did you two meet such a lovely couple don't you think briar Absolutely, my dear. I always love a good story. Well, you see, Damocles found me when I was young and impressionable, and, uh, well, let's just say he put a dagger straight through my heart and I fell that day. <laughs> I hope you don't mean it literally. <laughs> of course not! Not everyone's story can be as exciting as ours, dear. No, I suppose not, though um, we did meet at a poetry reading, darling. Yes, I suppose we did. But uh, I guess our first date was quite eventful. Uh, I will have to get back in touch with our dear friend, uh, Anders, by the way. Yes, I haven't spoken with him in... Oh, it must be... must be at least a year and a half now. It was... it's been some time, I must say. Yes, it was, um... I hope he's doing well. I think he moved down to Spokestar. We might... Visit him on our way back north. Uh, Germani, can you roll me a dexterity saving throw, please? Oh no. So, those damn toads. 15? Okay, um, you 
panic a little bit as you feel one of the Gerberogs land on your lap, like it jumped onto you, land on your lap. You kind of shift a little bit way too fast to the right and bump into Damocles and his fiance. Um, and it kind of, the things kind of shake, but then the Gerberog jumps off you off to the other side. Oh, goodness. These, are there always so many Gerberogs around here? Oh, uh, well, I, I hear they're bad luck, so it seems like they like you, though. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I need, is bad luck. Uh, you guys passed the 3,000 step marker. Oh, dear. <sighs> so, do you two come here often? Oh, um, yeah, we, we tend to come here every once in a while. Uh, got a lot of, uh, extended friends and family here. So we like to pay them, pay them visits every once in a while. How about you? Do you all come here often? Uh, first time, actually. And as you guys journey up the rest of the way, the conversation stays casual. Uh, Gamani, every time that you look off of the conversation or out of the corner of your eyes or past someone, you can see more and more Gerberogs. By the time you reach the top of the stairs, the last group you see has about 50 of them in them before you head inside. Jesus. Um... Okay. Can I kick one just before I go inside? Uh, sure. I just want to kick one out of my way. I'm going to assume that because there's 50 of them, there's at least one nearby. Yep, go ahead. Athletics check. Swear to God, if I fail this. 16. You see it go sailing down the stairs and then go poomp, poomp, poomp all the way down. Uh, Kamani's just going to straighten her shirt a little bit and hold her head up high and cut and and just nod as though that was entirely intentional and that was supposed to happen. And so there. Do not worry, my dear. I'm certain that our luck will be just fine. Uh, yes, yes, I suppose you're you're absolutely right, Briar. Absolutely. I mean, tensions are high in the world. What's a little bad? There's no, there certainly isn't any bad luck to spare for just two individuals like us, right? And really, what could we have done to deserve bad luck? Um, well, right? nothing at all. Not a single thing, I, I'm sure. As you all enter in through the doorway... You can see the huge hollowed out cave. You can see homes and shops and giant buildings hewn from stone. You can see the veins of copper, tin, iron, gold, mithril, silver, running through every structure here. Just absolutely gorgeous everywhere. You can see at the very center, 
there is a giant 60 foot tall statue of the smith striking a anvil and beneath the hammer and above the hammer right ham the anvil right in between is a large blade that you can see that he is forging too astronomically huge to be wielded by anybody um, but you can see that it is an actually forged blade not a, not a piece of stone or a prop it's a legitimately forged blade that is laid there um, in addition to that you can see that there is a large river that flows through the center of the city and there are stone bridges crossing over the, this river in several spots you can see the market area is bustling with people left and right dwarves of all kinds you can see some some elves a couple of moon elves some uh some humans halflings gnomes you can even see some spriggans and some ganit here one thing you don't notice though is any vanai any cauldron born or any awakened as you head inside and you see everybody all around Everyone kind of splits up from the, from the group. Uh, Damocles and his wife head off in another direction. And you two are left viewing the beauty that is Kezindur and its city awash in front of you for the first time. Absolutely breathtaking. I haven't Bonnie. seen something like this in a long time. It's good to be back traveling and seeing the world again. Kamani's just going to stare a little bit dumbfounded around the hall and and then she's going to turn to, to Briar and she'll say I do believe this is the most beautiful place I've ever been. Wait. Look how everything sparkles. It's like one massive gemstone. Oh, but I hear we have to go visit the Gardens of Nara next and see if it competes. Oh, I've heard good things about the Gardens of Nara. Until then, shall we um, find a jeweler first or look for this a sale that we're coming for? Mm, business first, pleasure later. All right. Which one is the business? Oh, the jeweler, of course. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Naturally. I am still dumbfounded by how much pure magical energy... I mean, I was around the shards of eternity and this thing still is impressive. Um, and uh, and so are you guys heading straight to the jewelers? We're going to be looking for a jeweler, we think. Yes. Yes, okay. we're going um, to wander around looking oh, for a jeweler. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to roll me a survival check. Gamani, oh, no. you, have the, you have this at advantage since you know your way around a city or two. That's a fat seven for Briar. 16. Okay. So you mosey around the city for quite some time, and you eventually find a a couple of different options. 
One, there is a place called Ignore's Oddities. Not necessarily a jeweler, but you can tell that they carry jewels and all other sorts of things of that nature. Um, the other options... Right, just one minute. So there's Ignore's Oddities, uh, which is like kind of like carrying all kinds of just small trinkets, traded things, stuff like that. Um, you also see that there is a really popular pub during your travels and, ta and tavern pub in like in the hotel called the knot uh which seems to be the place to go um you see that there is uh a blacksmith called the folded embers which seems pretty good and finally you see Here's got gems and jewelry, which seems to be of the higher end. However, Gamani, with your experience in shopping and trading and such like that, this person, having been specialized in gem gems and jewelry, will almost assuredly attempt to downplay the value of it in order to buy it off of you. It's almost never wise to go to a complete and utter specialist when it comes to this mm -hmm. stuff. Especially if you're looking to sell. Yes, especially if we're looking to sell. But if we're looking to identify... By the way, I will assume that Briar has attempted to identify this gem. Yes. As far as, far as, as, far as the identify spell works, it says that it is a uh, heavily heavily compacted form of carbon that is unidentifiable as anything other than that compacted carbon um so is it is it diamond like then it's very diamond like with spiraling colors through it though mm. Mm. we could take so what was the name of the uh the the jeweler again yes there's Kier's got gems and jewelry, folded embers, which is a blacksmith, Ignar's, um, Ignar's, Ignar's, Ignar's oddities and curios, and there's the knot, which is the tavern. Those are all the places that you've able to uh, track down so far. Darling, I must say that I am hesitant to go to the jeweler. I wonder, though, if this oddities shop might be a better option. Well, um, you're the art dealer, after all, so uh, I'll follow your lead on the matter. Let me know if I need to break out the books or anything. 
Yes, of course. Thank you, dear. Uh, we are going to head to Ignar's Oddities and Curios. Okay. So, as you head inside, you see there's this really, really disorganized shop. We're talking things that are leaning all the way across aisles that are held up by brooms that are, like, situated in a very precarious position. Um, you can see that there's buckets kind of lingering in different walkways, catching the dripping water from above. Um, and you can see uh, kind of scurrying around this small crystalline looking human um, esque, humanoid looking esque figure who clambers up behind the counter real quick and says, Oh, oh, oh ha, ha, hi, m m m my name's Ignar. Uh, welcome to Ignar's Curios and Oddities. Uh, can I interest a young couple in something? Maybe a wedding dress? Oh, um, mm. Well, thank you, dear. We haven't quite gotten there, though. No? Well, here at Ignar's, we always love to, uh, spark the interest. <laughs> Ryer will just sort of, like, look away very ashamed. Um, at the fact that all of his money was seized by the evil fascists and he has no money to buy an engagement ring. Um, just kind of without drawing too much attention to it, Gamani is going to just raise a hand and very gently use a finger to tap him on the shoulder and, and just like, they're there. It's all right. I forgive you. Hmm. Um, but yes, we've come with a with a purpose, I suppose. Um, oh, okay. I, what? Um, how are your appraising skills for fine gems and uncut diamonds? Um, why don't you go ahead and roll me an insight check? Both of that, us. I, I have not rolled no. above a ten tonight. It is a seven. Briar, Briar only. It's a ten. Total of ten? a ten. Uh, Seven with plus three. You are looking at a very odd, very, uh, very wizened old Asteri. Oh, an Asteri? Uh, yes, who is like a hot pink mixed with a, like a jade color. As he kind of looks at you producing this question. Ah. Uh, uh, um, Un uncut, right? I I met that as a joke. Um, obviously you're quite familiar, uh, but with, mm, Gamani, the gym, please. Oh yes, of course, dear. And Gamani uh, is going to take her backpack off, and uh, inside the main pouch is a secret hidden pouch, and inside that pouch, she's going to pull out a leather pouch. Lots of pouches here. Uh, and from the leather pouch, she's going to dump out the gem and just hold it in her hand, not quite offering it to uh, the man yet. Wow, that is that is something else. Um, I, I would love to give it a, a deep and an in-depth in look if you if you'd like. Are you are you are you looking to just know more about it? Or are you looking to? sell it or or pawn or 
Looking to looking to discover as much about it as we can. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I can, I can tell by the look of you, uh, my young fairy friend. You, you seem to be a, uh, a a wizard of some kind, so I'm assuming you are trying to identify it, yeah? I, I already did try to identify it. It is highly compressed carbon. Um, okay, yeah, makes sense. Si- similar to the substance of diamond. Um, I also am aware that it exudes magical energy on levels that are very rarely seen. Okay. You see him pull out a pair of spectacles and fix them to his head. You see him tap, and then it drops down one lens, then two more, then three more, until it's going all the way tiny. Ah, may I? Yes. Yes, all right. And Gamani's going to hold the gem forward and offer it to him. Okay. Uh, You see he kind of holds open a box that's got like a piece of black felt lined in it. There you go. You sit right there. Um, I'm going to place the, I'm going to place the gem in the little velvet lined box. And then, um, I'm going to take a step closer and just kind of not really loom, but I'm just going to make my presence known. Even though I'm only five foot four. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay, um, here. And you see him wave his hand to behind him, and you can see an image of the magnification from the lenses behind him. It looks kind of like an illusion. Here you go, now you can see what I'm seeing. What a fascinating application of that can trip. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan. Wow. Okay, okay, you see here how within the gem you can see this spiral, this spiraling red line here. And then you see this green one over here that kind of spirals in the opposite direction. But if you look, there's a central point here. A central point is bright white and hyper condensed. If I had to guess, I would guess that there was a large, large cloud, presumably up in the Astral Sea. And what happened is everything within that cloud was pulled inward in spiraling, spiraling kind of uh, coalescence and hyper condensed into this gem you have here. Like a star or... No, not like a star. A star. As he points to the gem. This right here is is a hyper condensed star. Why, Solus's light. <laughs> yeah, I've basically. been carrying a star around in a backpack. Um. Wow. If one were to. <laughs> n- never mind. No, 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 no. No, that would be. No. But I mean, if I tried. Here's here's something. And he kind of looks around. Okay. I have a friend of mine. Knew him back, uh, back in the collective. If I wasn't so tied down here with trying to fix up this shop, I would try to buy this off you. But uh, I feel like you're gonna want to know about this. A friend of mine in in Alteris 
has been looking for a power source like this for a long, long time. Like a long, long time. Ah, <sighs> wow. Um... Friend, 4-2. I think that's what he went by when last met. Some of us keep our, our uh, shortened version of our numerical names. Um, he has a mechanical companion shop. He makes, uh, he makes, uh, clockwork animal companions. Oh, so he would be using this device to enable Warforge and clockwork beings to work perpetually. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing is that what you have here... What you have here can power contraptions that some of the higher-end Alteris Technolites have been looking to make, but have not had the power source necessary to create for a long time. Briar, having just retold the story of the moon and the conversation between Antigone and Drian and the group, will just get a thousand-yard stare at the mention of... We're talking... Something like this could power an entire Spelljammer ship for an eternity. Or... Goodness. Or it could do things far worse. Yeah, I mean, the... I mean, just, you know, the sheer hyper-compactedness of this casing is the only thing protecting it from just completely blowing. We're talking like an entire continent just gone. I know exactly what you're talking about. Thanks for the information. Of course. Uh, is there anything else I can interest you in? Mm. Um, what are the odds? Or can I, I don't know if this is an insight check. What are the odds that this guy is going to um, keep this information to himself? Uh, why don't you roll an insight check? Very good question. Very good job, Kit. Because <laughs> we have oh. we're holding we're holding the the power source for an atom bomb in our backpack. We are. That's a that's a six. Nah, he seems trustworthy. Uh, how big is this gem? Uh, it's roughly it's roughly about palm sized. Holy shit. Okay. I am going to reach out and pick up the gem. Okay. And put it back in its little leather pouch. And just kind of hold it to my chest. Well, it's an absolutely wonderful piece you've got there. Take really good care of it, obviously. Um, oh. Yes. And, uh, another thing about this thing. Um... There's a lot of magic in this. I'm sure you're aware. Uh, but it's not Vatoran magic. So, as I think you know, most magic on Vatore obeys Vatore's laws, which is, you know, why certain spells don't work, why, you know, we can't get, like, continent-leveling spells as he gestures down to the gem. Right? Because it's all bound by the auspicious to make sure that we don't get too ridiculous. Like the Aus like Austin isn't ridiculous. Like who? Uh, n never mind. Oh, 
Um, but yeah, uh, just uh, be careful who gets this, because obviously like, a lot of evil can be done with this. Yes. Um... Sir, you said that you needed money to fix up your shop. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been looking, trying to make some, make some sales. Um, I got. You have uh, the necessary components that for individuals like myself, the necessary paper and ink to copy spells into a spellbook. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, how much? <laughs> hmm. Well, fifty gold per spell level. Seventy-five. 75 each? 75 gold per spell level. How much do you have? I've got enough here for six total spell levels. Um... Six total spell levels. Uh... Gamani, darling, that would go yes. quite a long way, especially as we continue to... Mm, improve our, uh, when it comes time for me to learn that fly spell, um, as well as the, the other one to help with the, so you know, so we don't have to keep on buying tea from Boysenberry. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Right. Well, however many spell levels you want, dear. I'll take all six and have Gamani hand over 450 gold. Uh, Gamani is going to slide over, or not slide over, it's a pouch full of gold, it's fine. Um, 500 gold, and for your discretion, perhaps? Oh, uh, sure, and uh, thank you. Um, oh, and before I forget, every purchase comes with these, and he brings out two, um, like, really crudely made necklaces that you can see have um have um a like an orangish black uh spiky talon as the charm at the bottom uh which you can immediately recognize is the um is the gerberog talon ah, here you go two necklaces Lovely. Does that ward off the um, superstition regarding those creatures? Oh, why would you want to ward off the superstition? The, their bad the luck. Bit, their bad luck. I mean, they're or... only bad. They're only bad luck if you're mean to them. Otherwise, they're really good luck. Briar will just look at Gamani. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing nobody here was mean to them. Absolutely not. It was... What if you accidentally kicked one down the stairs? Like, uh... When you not say accidentally, <laughs> do you mean like... Well, like I was... A, did you like... check and make sure they were okay afterwards? Well, we <laughs> watched it... Hypothetically, bounce down approximately a hundred of the fifteen hundred stairs. Yeah, you mean the fifteen thousand steps? Yes, those. Yes. 
You kicked a Gerberog down the 15,000 steps? Well... Medically. As far as I... Oh, goodness. Uh, it seems that I'm not the only one capable of making a... This is foolish okay, decisions so like, in a moment of passion. So like, idea. This is nothing against you, but like I, I really need you to leave my shop right now, just in case. And he's looking around at all the support beams. Oh, just you know, thank you for your patronage, but like, uh, thank you. Don't come again. As <laughs> he walks you out and then uh, shuts the door. Appreciate your patronage. Uh, oh, goodness. Um, we will. I'm sorry, dear. Make a supplication to the whisper or, or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out, my darling. I should not have kicked that Gerberog. It, um. There were so many of them, and they you, were all staring at me. It was very intimidating, and, and they were eyeing you rather uncomfortably, my, darling. It. I am honestly proud of you for the level of restraint that you Fire. showed. Yeah? Wisdom saving throw. Oh gosh, dang it! <laughs> Eighteen. Briar freezes mid mid word. Gamani, you notice this immediately because it immediately is off putting. Briar's like mid word, mid syllable, tongue out as speaking. Uh, Briar. And then you look around and you see that nothing is moving. No, no animals, no people, no, you can, the, the river itself is still. Like you can see the curve of lapping on the sides and the tide and fish in the river, but none of it's moving. Um... Oh no. And I here here we will take a short break so everyone can who needs to go to the session can and those who don't uh, don't have to and y'all can uh, chill for a little bit before we get back to it. I'll bring y'all in so y'all can hang out for a little bit before. Okay. Uh solid Sorry, can't to leave oh, you. Oh no! Be frozen in the middle of a shop and Kezendur unable oh, to help. No good. I rolled like really well too. I see this ending nothing but poorly. But no, I'm, you I'm kicked your friend, I guess. You kicked you a frog had... in that you thought was oh. bad luck. I mean, yeah, you, you guys also... had true sight of one. Yeah. I feel yeah. like kicking something that's bad luck is bad luck. I don't know. I, I was giggling so much. So, so I was I'm, going to hack at one of them with a hatchet, but oh, I decided not. Bad. Wild. I, no. Like the moment uh, you made that decision, I was like, oh no. <laughs> that's honestly, making the decision made like me as as the player was like i probably should not kick this frog but gamani oh my. would probably be pissed off and want to kick the Wild. fucking frog i absolutely adore your in character choice your very very in character choice and i'm <laughs> loving the consequences falling on brian <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
It, it, it's very yeah. fitting that I made a mistake that punished her, and she <laughs> makes a mistake that punishes me. I mean, one's a little more severe than the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Notably, notably, she dies because of my choices. Um. Well, <laughs> is is that? Except. I'm gonna start. Do you mean? Work with like your two minutes, I'm just gonna go refill my coffee. All right. Okay. Oof. How do you how do your magical work? If we go unconscious, we don't make death saves. We just get stabilized. At zero hit points, but stable. Yep, because we share death saves, which means we're making two death saving throws around, which is scary as frick. Yep. And whenever you, know, you wait, wait, if Briar falls, un- if Briar falls unconscious, is Gamani still unconscious or is she still awake? Until I'm gonna put six. Spell levels of spell, six levels of spell book, six spell levels. Ah. Yay, I can maybe get some new, like, shield. Like, I am learning the shield spell. Oh, hooray, you should have already had that. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I, because of the way my character was built, I couldn't cast shield because I was dual wielding and I didn't, I didn't have warcaster yet. And so I took no silvery bones. pays attention to that. I do. I follow the rules because I'm an autistic person. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a very good boy. You're a very. I good am boy. a very good boy. I follow the rules, so I didn't take shield. I took silvery barbs instead, always with the intention of picking up the shield cell as soon as physically possible. So it wasn't like I was foregoing the use of the spell. I just was making a decision to follow the rules until. Hopefully, I got a spell available. Um, while we're just taking a break, I'm going to run and grab um, my supper because it's just sitting upstairs getting cold. And we, so. hey, I, respectfully, Ty's not here, but he needs to stop with the creepy posting of the pictures. I'm just going to keep playing Persona while I wait. I am so nervous as to what happens to Gamani. I'm so nervous that Gamani has the, the power of the sun in the palm of her hand. Um, and all that jazz. Eh, don't worry, it'll be fine. I was actually just today, like, oh, if Ta- Taylor doesn't make the power of Solace in the palm of my hand joke when he plays Dr. Kraken in the Anansi one shot, I'm a riot. And then during this time skip, we literally have a crystallized star. It's fine. Having a white dwarf star encased in diamond, not problematic at all. Where the heck did anybody or anybody yeah. explain where she got that gem from? All right. Antique sales. We, we, we went around antiquing for the first year. Okay. After, after we bought the, we bought Briar's fine art a lot sooner than we did in the other timeline. And we went around antiquing to find more. Um, a variety or variety of stuff, I guess. And because Gamani likes beautiful and expensive things and surrounding her life with beautiful and expensive things. Yes. We love it. We love Gamani. Gamani <laughs> is Gamani. delightful. Gamani is a woman that knows what she wants and goes for it, and that's highly respectable. Alright, uh, I'm gonna start up the stage for Room Where It Happens. I'm gonna go over to the stage where for room where it happens. All right, all right, all right. All right, before you go, everybody. Did you hear the? uh, Did you listen to the time skip yet? 
I have not had an opportunity to listen to your time scap. <laughs> I need to, but I don't know. I'm already nervous about what's happening in Gamani's time skip. Because don't worry. I'll a be neutron there. star fine. in your backpack is not okay. It'll be fine. Let me change my name back okay. to... Okay, I'm going to listen to Ghost Time Skip during work tomorrow. Eidolon. It's a... Uh... It's something. I'll tell you that much. Is that something gonna drive me up the wall? Most likely, yeah. I mean, I think I know from the clips most of the most pertinent information from it, but from you the know, clips, I some of the I pertinent information from back reading flavored live chat that. while it was going on. Oh. So I have, I don't have the pool picture, but I definitely have a lot of miniature pictures. Um, <laughs> before I leave, head over, honey, would you do me a por favor? Would you pour, do me a por favor and bring me my tube of, uh... Your what? Por favor is, uh, please. Yeah, I know. I, 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 it's, I'm, I'm not an intelligent person. He's making a pun no, because it has the word savor in it. Yeah. What, are you, are your tube like, of what? Would, uh, my tube of a cookie dough. All right, bye. Cookie dough. Oh, that's what you're asking for. Oh, uh, I I need to go to the Ever Realms. No. Go be evil. Okay. No. Yeah. I'll go be evil. Have fun, No, you just be evil over here. Oh well, I mean, I'm scheduled to be evil over there, and I am lawful evil. So. All right, all right. I I respect the. Oh wow. Where is he? And I'm back. Welcome back. How are we feeling? Are we ready? I mean, I am, but... Okay, I'm back. You, have you figured out yet why it's connected? I think so, considering you're talking about a sword... <clears throat> a scur the scurrison popped up mm -hmm. on top of something that defies the entirety of uh, the Torin laws. So I have a feeling aftercut's involved, and where aftercut goes, ghost goes. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Neat. The cackle. Alrighty. And I'm gonna go get yelled at. Hopefully no one else notices. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Kamani's noticed yet. Um, noticed that Ghost is here as huh? Phantom. There it is. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Surprise! 
Uh, I hate this. I just wanted to pop on stage to say I hate this. That, so I, I yeah. Here as I Phantom, and I was like, I don't like this one goddamn bit. I am not excited about what's about to happen. Yeah, you're telling me. I, uh, v goes, yeah, can you show up? <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, sure. And I was expecting ghosts and some witty banter and nah. Nope. Well, good luck, Amani. I'm gonna hop off the stage now. Thanks. Appreciate it. My, did you see my DM, Mike? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I've got. Because you're not leaving. If it was Ghost, that 100% could be possible. But this adds a challenge to it, and I do like challenges. Well, Let me go back to push the talk. Without further ado, five, four, three, two, one. Gamani, you look around and everything is frozen. Nothing is moving at all. Nothing. What's the first thing you do? I'm going to try and shake Briar from his perch on my shoulder. Just kind of shake him a little bit and see if he does like does he move like normal or is he frozen solid? He's like frozen solid. You may, you may as well be trying to move a statue. Um I am going to take Briar off of my shoulder and just place him gently on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to put the gem back into it, the secret pouch inside my backpack. Um... Nothing. I have nothing. There isn't, uh... As you're sitting there trying to figure out what to do, a silvery mist of arcane energy appears in front of you. And with a loud pop, the first moving thing appears in front of you. Phantom, could you describe yourself, everybody, please? Jeez, Rick. Um... He is, let's say six flat, um, has a hood up, kind of mask up. You can kind of see his eyes. Um, they kind of look like uh, cat eyes in a sense, not like fox eyes or tiefling eyes, but like the feline uh, aspect. Um, he's wearing all black. On his side, he's got a rapier. Um, that's what he has. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much it. And as you look, you see Gamani there, 
obviously, obviously scared. Phantom, what do you do? I'm going to run towards Gamani, um, slide in between her feet and try and snag the gem out of her hand. I put the gem in my backpack. And I'm going to slide it between your feet to get behind you so I can get into that backpack. Uh, You're going to make a acrobatics check and a sleight of hand check. And you're going to take the lesser of the two of them. Gamani, you are mm -hmm. going to roll a acrobatics check and a sleight of hand check. And you're going to take the greater of the two of those. I got a 14. Um, my acrobatics was a 15. Because my sleight of hand was a 26. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So, Gamani, you realize just a little bit too late that this person snagged your bag right off your back and is booking it the opposite direction. I'm going to run after him. All right. Um, that's going to be athletics checks from the both of you. If, Gamani, you beat the athletics check of Phantom by five, you catch up to them this round. Damn it. It's a 16 acrobat athletics, not acrobatics. Yeah, I got an 11. Shit. You see, you see Phantom pulling away. Right now, about 30 feet away. What do you do? I would like to... Uh, I'm a... Fuck you, Phantom. Um... I, yeah, no, I am. I'm going to, I'm going to whip a hand axe off my hip and throw it at him. All right. Roll to hand. A 15. Misses. No. Okay. Can I grab the other one and throw that one? Yeah, good. 24. That's a hand axe to the back, all right. Roll damage. Seven. And come on, you uh, can feel you can feel a small surge of magic. You're not sure where from, but from somewhere, as you are teleported right about five feet in front of Phantom. And can I use roll initiative? Oh, I was gonna say as a reaction, could I use hellish rebuke? Um, not on that one. I don't think right. I don't. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think that you can use hellish rebuke if you don't see the target that's hitting you. 
And that was one reaction. Bad. Yeah, I'd have to. I mean, I could always turn around and be like, aha! <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> I'm also getting yelled at. Totally understandable you're getting yelled at. Look what you did to me. Uh, I got an aid on initiative. Alright, what'd you get, Phantom? Eleven. Alright, Phantom, you're up first. Alright, um... Uh... There we go, that's better. Um... I'm going to... Bonus action... No, it's not a bonus action. Bear with me, as I've never done this before. Yeah, this is this is you partially learning your character sheet in time. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I'm going to do the good old-fashioned Orlock power play and just Eldritch Blast. All right, go for it. Does a 16 hit? Yeah, 16 meets. 1d10 plus 5. Very good old-fashioned. 9 damage. 9 Eldritch Blast damage. Um, that's my attack. As a bonus action... I'm going to use Expeditious Retreat. Okay. Um, it allows me to move at an incredible pace when I cast a spell, and then as a bonus action on each of my turns until the spell ends, I can take the dash action. Okay, so you're getting the hell out of dodge. Of course. Okay. Alright, uh, money that brings us to you. How far away are you now, Phantom? Um, 60 feet from our location. Um, if you use your action to dash, you move at twice your walking speed. Is yes. that right? That's correct. Okay, cool. So I'm going to dash to <laughs> where Phantom is. Mm -hmm. And then I am going to use my bonus action to make an armor spike attack. Yep, okay, go for it. Oh, do you misty step and then move closer to me? Barbarian. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Um, 
So I'm going to attack you with my spiky armor. It's only a bonus action attack, but you'd be able That's to get fine. something on. 21. That hits. I gotta For take... six damage. Uh... Alright. Cool, 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 cool. Alright, that brings us up to you, Phantom. Alright. I'm going to... No, I couldn't see Gamani, so I couldn't reaction. Hellish Rebuke. Oh, I gotta make a um, concentration saving throw. Yep. So I took six damage. I think it's... 16 I have to beat? Because I can't remember how concentration checks work. Which was not a 16. It was a 6. Yep, so you break concentration on it. That's fine. Uh... I'm going to turn around so I can face Gamani. And then I'm going to cast Witch Bolt. Okay. Which are both my... Which is fine. Actually, yeah. Alright. Um, Slayer Roll. Sixteen to hit. God damn it! That hits. <laughs> um, so that's gonna be one d twelve lightning damage. That's gonna be lightning damage. Then, as a bonus action. Sorry, how much damage? Uh, eight lightning. Okay. Then as a bonus action, I'm going to summon two psionic blades. Okay. And I'm going to chuck one. Alright. Roll a hit. And then can you describe this full f set of movements, too, as you do? Alright. Let me see if I hit the blades, which I don't. Oh, I can make a second one? I can yes, make two can. attacks? Yes, you can. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so let me make the second attack, and then I'll go into oh, the Oh, hell screen. no. <laughs> hey, Gamani, I built this character. Yeah. Respectfully, uh, Viv? <laughs> Fuck you. There's a sticker for that. I know there is, but it's funner to say it out loud. A 16 to hit. A 16 fucking yep. hits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Gamani, you can so always reach. So uh, what Phantom does is he holds out his hand and you kind of see like a little ball of electricity kind of spark up 
and then he's gonna like flick his wrist and shoot the electricity straight at you. And then uh, after like the electricity like vanishes from his palm, he takes one psychic blade, throws it, whiffs it, and then takes the other second blade, throws it, and it's going to do two psychic damage. Mm-hmm. And then that's that. All right. Good money. You're up. Okay. You, um, you, you hear a voice in your head as you're up. You only have 12 more seconds. Make it count. Get it back. Oh, my God. I am. I'm going to rage. And um, and I'm I'm uh, Phantom's right in front of me, right? Correct. Phantom stood their ground. I am going to uh, I'm I'm gonna like football tackle the guy. All right, that's gonna be an athletics check. Uh, Phantom, you are opposed with athletics or acrobatics. Oh, hell yeah. Of course I'm using acrobatics. What am I, an amateur? An 18. Is it a... Oh, and it's an athletics check, right? Yes, that's correct. Of course I'm using acrobatics. That is a nat 20 for yep, a 26. that's a grapple. <laughs> yep. You immediately, grapple. Pin, you immediately pin Phantom right to the ground. Hands and you take three piercing damage from yep. my spiked armor. Achizuchis. <laughs> and you are now grappled, your wrists pinned to the floor, and Gamani's got her knees like dug into your ankles to make sure that you can't move at all. Achizuchis. Um, Gamani, you, you still have your rest of your turn? I'm. I want to... I want to action surge. Okay. <laughs> I have a hunch. This is a slight hunch that I'm in danger. <laughs> Just a hunch. And I'm going to action surge and use my use my extra action to um headbutt him to knock him the fuck out. Okay. Uh, make an unarmed strike, please. How'd you know that's what I was gonna do? <laughs> 19. Yeah, that hits. Roll damage on the unarmed strike, please. Gamani, I hope you know I was going to do the exact same thing to you. <laughs> Straight up, I always said I'm gonna headbutt him. <sighs> All right, that is four damage. Oof. All right, De Phantom, you're, does he get knocked out? No, no. <laughs> Damn it, Phantom, you're up. What do you do? All right, um, ah, oh, I'm dumb. I could have reduced your speed. Uh, shit. 
So my palms are at. Oh, I got to make a concentration saving throw because Witch Bolt's concentration. So I think I have to beat a 14. Let me double check concentration rules real quick so that way I'm not botching anything. It's, it's, it's 10. Well, I, I think it's 10 plus damage. Ten, I believe it was ten plus half the damage. Um, I'm sorry. I just want to double check this so that way I know for later. It's no, it's it's ten or it's half of the total damage. All right, so I just got to beat a ten because half of the total dam yeah because half the total damage was nice. Savage. No. I don't think I add anything to that, but uh, concentration, taking damage. Nope, I don't get to add anything to that. So, uh, yeah, lucky for you, there's no more electricity surging through your body because Witch Bolt. Oh, ended. good. Um. So you said my wrists are to the ground? Correct. Wrists and ankles. Is it possible for me to point my like hands inwards towards her without actually like having to move? Are you trying to use a somatic component of the spell? I'm trying to use Eldritch Blast, which is verbal or somatic. Yeah, I'd say you can cast that. Because I'm going to Eldritch Blast Gamani right in her raging chest. <laughs> at, at, at disadvantage. Glorious. It's still yeah. the plus to hit at disadvantage. 2d20. 16 with disadvantage. Motherfucker, will you stop? No! <laughs> that hits. Chipew! Um, and then what's the damage for Eldritch Blast? Takes 1d10 force damage. You have an upgraded Eldritch Blast, do you not? Well, it'd be two beams that I could direct at um, two different targets or one target. I don't think he would take uh, 2d10 damage. I think it's still 1d10 damage. For each beam. Oh. Fuck. But you have, but each, is... one has, each one has to make a separate plus to hit. Oh. So let's make that second beam attack, huh? At disadvantage. I rolled two 17s. <laughs> I hate you. I didn't ask for this, Gamani. Um, so, yeah, 17 plus 8. Uh, quick math. We know I think you it's hit. like 23. Yeah, it's 24. So that's oh, 2d10. Plus 5 forest damage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, If it makes you feel any better, my damage dice, I rolled a 2 and a 1. Oh, good. So you take 13 damage. Forest damage. Okay. Um, 
How would that work with grapple? Um, I'm gonna need Gamani to make a strength saving throw or be knocked off of you. I get advantage on those. Also, looking at Eldritch Blast, since you have me at two levels of Warlock, it would be one beam, not two. Uh, because if it's, I'm, it's, if I'm, is it Warlock levels or is it level? Two beams at 5th level, three beams at 11th, and four beams at 17th. I'm assuming that's in regards to Warlock, because if it was 8th level on both, or if it was 8 on both, then I feel like that would be busted. I'll remind me to double check that afterwards. Yeah, we can look afterwards. Um, I got a 24 on that strength saving throw. Yeah, so you gr- you grunt and bear it and are still pinning Phantom down to the ground. But you see your, out- your, your outfit's now smoldering. As you can see, you now have a lot more cleavage showing. You dirty cur! How dare um, you! As a bonus action, since I know the one thing barbarians are weak to, uh-huh. I'm going to make a, a- Attack with the psychic blades. Because you can take, you may be resistant to slashing, bludgeoning, and piercing, but your mind is still open. <laughs> I'll be up on in there. So I'll make it with. Actually, would it be possible for me to do that? Yeah. All right. Excellent. Um, so the first one misses, and then here comes the second one. Does a seven, yeah, 17 hits. Yeah, it does. And then you take one D4 psychic damage, which I think I might be able to pump up the jams on. Using my. Nope, I don't want to get you the ability to talk to me psychically. Nope, that's all I can do. So you just take one. Yeah, you take one psychic damage. Take that, Gamani. Ouch. It's going to be a migraine soon. Keep it up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's it. Gamani, you're up. I'm dumb um, again. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to pull my morning star off my hip. Okay. And uh I don't know, try and hit Phantom over the head with it. (laughs) Because fuck you. (laughs) You gotta let go of me first. I gotta let go with one hand. That's one extra hand I can do something with. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I can do, Ah. but I can do something. How much time is left? (laughs) This is the longest 12 seconds of a lifetime. Right? I'm that slow. 
Yeah, I know, because one round is 60 seconds. Six. 21? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that hits. That's a morning start to the nose. Yo. Unless I can... Oh, I can uncanny dodge as a reaction. But I'll do that. I, so do I'm just gonna take... can, I, I do not believe you can uncanny dodge as when you're grappled. All it tells me is when an attacker that I can see hits me with an attack, I can use my reaction to have the attack's damage against you. It doesn't specify grapple. Fuck. I don't know. I don't like, I don't like that. I feel like you can't uncanny dodge when you're grappled. Let me go to the good old-fashioned... Google it? Yes, ma'am. Don't want to... No. Actually, let me do the good old-fashioned camera. A grappled creature's speed becomes zero, and it can't benefit from any bonuses to speed. I well, it's not me... Well, it's not me moving, that's the thing. It just specifies that I'm. I mean, I'm not... an uncanny dodge kind of constitutes moving. Correct, but I'm not moving my full body, considering I'm still grappled. I mean, I have a hand free, so I could try and slap an arm away, but I also can just shuffle my head to the left or the right and dodge that way. I think it depends on the situation, which the uncanny I mean, dodge. The the condition. Uh, uh, so hold on, that doesn't work. Okay. Um. Yeah, if I was restrained, it'd be a whole different ball game. My movement speed is just zero. So it's not specified. I can't move away or, like, um... Okay, yeah, yeah, I can't we'll, move. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's, let's go ahead and do it. You, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because we can ask the others later and see what the ruling is. So what does Uncanny Dodge do? Um, you roll... Yeah, I just take half damage. Oh, okay. Then you, you take five damage. Yes! Would have been ten. Yes. Um, and... and um, as a bonus action... Boneless action? A boneless action. As a boneless mm -hmm. action. No. As a bonus action, uh, I'm going to armor spike attack. Ouch. That'll be a 24 to hit. Yeah, that's pretty... That's spiky. And that'll be 7 damage. Ouch. Alright. Anything else for your turn, Kamani? Yes, that is the end of my turn. Okay. As oh. Phantom, you lay there silvery mist cover you again and you disappear no deuces fucking hell while this happens Gamani you feel somebody slip a cloak over you you're not sure where you got it from but you feel somebody slip a cloak over you as you disappear as well you find yourself Gamani a tower the only reason you know you're in a tower is because of the open window that you're standing beside. You can smell the salt air. You can see the rolling hills not too far away. 
and you feel kind of topsy-turvy. Like your center of gravity is all shifted. Mm -hmm. And you see a phantom looking dead at you, but through you. Like you're not even there. This phantom kind of turns on the spot and heads to an individual you don't recognize. You see him clad in blue robes trimmed with silver and a silver helm atop his head. Good work, Phantom. Thank you for bringing me this. Um, Phantom's just gonna kind of silently bow and then just kind of hang around. Kind of holds the uh, the gem in his hand, eyes it near the uh, light. Yes. <sighs> With this, finally be able to finish the damn research. Finally be able to figure out where the fuck he went. You see him kind of walk over to a desk, sit the gem down, and take off his helmet and sit it down. And you can see the back of his head, Gamani. Pale skin with a slightly grayish undertone. Frizzled white hair. Pointed ears. I suppose it's time to head back. Dad, I'm going to find out where you went. I don't care what I have to do to do it. I don't care how many times I need to twist and manipulate the timelines, the time streams, the circles, reality, whatever. I don't care. And as long as I have this, taps the helmet. Nothing can stop Lord Brightstar. And that's where we'll end it. Motherfucker. Motherfucker.